All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Real Life Podcast, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. I'm, I'm guessing my math is going to be incorrect, so if you're listening to this, This is episode 313 of The Real Life Podcast. Hello, I'm Tyler Rumchuk, Jay Chalmers, Bag Milk. Everyone's here. Bag milk got the all bag milk intro today. It's a special day. You're just trying to kiss up to me. Uh, we're brought to you by the HGA group. As always, next generation of business services was built to serve you better. When your business brings you challenges, you know, who's got solutions. HGA group. That's who has solutions. Do they ever? All right. Well, I'm going to be honest. I didn't prep very much today. <laughs> That's just a, that was a hell of an HGA plug too. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good plug. A I, lot I got of that solutions. There. A lot of passion yeah. there. <laughs> just like HGA is passionate about business solutions. Well, well, you know what? Uh, I'm a, I'm a sponsored athlete by HGA. I don't know if you know this. Yes. Um, it's a summer sponsored athletes for me. I'm also a Buster Donair Pizza sponsored athlete. Not a big How deal. When can I be a sponsored athlete? Well, we'll shoot. Well, hey, the minute you want to come shoot a video with me eating a Donair <laughs> is the day you can be a sponsored athlete. But we I probably should have a bus. Phone. We should do a, we should collide our worlds. We should DoorDash a Buster's Donair for an episode and see if Tyler can improve or has changed his eating technique. I actually okay. want to, I want to send a Buster's Donair to Chalmers also because he does not like Donairs. Uh, yes. I think he, that might, would also he, be he, he might be a Buster's pizza, the of pizza guy of Buster's pizza and Donair fame. Yeah. You know what I would have is the pepperoni pizza with side of Donair sauce. Ooh. That's good. Eat. Oh, a little dip. 
Okay. I, uh, speaking, I, uh, <laughs> I, I got a very, very, uh, high praise compliment, uh, on Friday. So I went into Tyler, your, your avoid the grind mode. <laughs> it was, it, I went, I went in, it was golf tournament season for me Friday, Saturday. So I played in a golf tournament on Friday at the Broadmoor and I, I was there in the nation truck and this couple came up to me and they're like, Oh, do you got like, do you got any stickers? And I'm like, yeah, like I had, I didn't have stickers, but I actually had some golf balls. So I gave them golf balls and uh, they ended up being the group in front of us. Uh, and the, uh, this, this guy's wife came up to me and she, and she's like, it's like I started eating donairs and going to like donair shops because of you. Wow. And I influenced her, I influenced yeah. her donair her donair habits. Advertising works. Shop? What's that? Did you have a favorite shop as a result? Like a local shop? Like so my, she, here in the West End, I'm loyal to Sam's, even though a lot so of people she, don't she even know. She went to the bracket winner. She's like, I went ah. to I, uh, yeah, she was like, I went to famous donair because of you. And I was like, I'm like. I, like this is the the highest level of compliment I have ever received. The content works, is what you're saying. The content works. So, you know, in 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 light of the Donair subject, try a Buster's Donair. They're yeah. delicious. New sponsor of Oilers Nation Radio. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. We're crossing the sauces here and bringing in on radio sponsors. But thought we would do it because I shot a video with them last week. Sick. Um, also, Jay- was from that oh. video. Before we move on, Tyler was attacks his Donairs like a fucking animal all over his face. Oh. And that's, I don't think the video caught, like we got it, but I don't think, I don't think it came out well because we were shooting the video on an iPhone. RIP Josh Park, we miss you. Uh, welcome to the team Kennedy. Uh, and we look forward to shooting videos with you. But Waz had a, just a glob of Donair sauce on his nose. Like it was like audacious how big this glob was. And unfortunately it didn't, uh, didn't catch on camera but yeah he's uh i thought i was an intimate eater of a donair was was goes face first i respect the man respect who eats it. with yep. passion yeah uh speaking of your golf tournament you were one of them was glow golf jay yeah so uh steve almeida who's a or almeida i might have butchered your last name sorry steve he's a listener of the show he slid into my dms and asked if uh we wanted to play in a glow golf tournament so i put a team together and we went and played it was at uh is it called cat cattail cat, crossing cattail crossing mm-hmm. amazing clubhouse there that was yeah it yeah. was it was anyways uh yeah saturday night so we pull in uh 8 30 tea time it was a nine hole tournament and oh my god can i can, before you get started i got a question is this like so I'm looking at the golf course right now. So this is just golfing with a glowing ball at night. Yes. So they kind of activated the course. Like it was still pitch black, but like they would put uh, like they had the pins all lit up. They'd have the traps marked with like red, like glow sticks. And then they would have like green glow sticks to represent each side of the fairway to kind of give you some direction. But like after the first hole, like when it was kind of dusky, yeah. You couldn't see anyone in front of you or anyone behind you. So were and your carts like lit up a little though? No. Well, so they gave us glow sticks to put on there, but you could, they could only see them from so far away. So that's one thing they're going to make sure they uh, help out with a little bit more next year. So literally all you saw around the golf course, is you just see these glowing, glowing balls shooting around all over the place. It was like, it was just like shooting stars all over the place. Kind of terrifying though. It's at the same time. Oh, it no, nah, you know what? There was the only terrifying thing because it was so dark. I almost drove into a tree. 
legitimately almost drove into a tree because we're just like because we're off the fairway because a buddy of mine hit it in the rough and next thing you know we're like we look and like and it wasn't until we were really close we're like that's a tree trunk and we just slammed on the brakes but um oh. aside from that it was totally fine it was so cool like you would go and hit a shot and you see this thing just floating in the air and if it landed on the green and bounced it like reminded me of like video game golf <laughs> I've played glow golf once before, and I've got a few tips for you. Um, when we went, we were told to bring as many pieces of glowing flare as we could for our golf cart. So what we yes. did was we brought those little mini battery powered, like Christmas lights that you would put around your tree. And we basically like rimmed the whole cart in them up and down. And you'd be surprised at how much light that provides just to see in front of you, like a good five to 10 feet. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah, like the golf course, it's kind of crazy because all you see is the pin and then some red things all over the place and some green things. Um, but you got to have a lot of, if you have a lot of flair on your golf cart and on your body, then at least you can see the people like in front of you. I saw that yeah. you guys had like necklaces, right? Yeah. Well, uh, we were wearing like full on straight up, like, like we took lights and like wrapped them around our body Yeah. and shit. Yeah. yeah. So that's and, that, that and that's what lot. yeah hundred percent hundred percent so that's what uh I would highly recommend and that's what they'll implement as well for next year but like but aside so from when that, I when I when I played I was like about eighty yards out of the green off the green and I shot it and it went towards going towards the pin looked great looked great looked great and then she disappeared I sunk oh. it and you guys had one just like that did you not. Yeah, par four, Mandy's. Uh, we were probably only 20 yards away. And fuck, I was sitting there with my phone. I'm like, I'm going to record this because it just looks so cool. And it was the only time I was behind the hole. And I, I'm like, I'll, I'll get the next guy because Mandy's was already getting ready to hit. And sure as shit, he fucking hits it. And we're watching, we're rolling. We're like, we think this is going to go in. And then he sunk it from like 20, 25 yards out. It was unreal. And no doubt about it, right? Because like, like Charles says, the ball like disappears. Well, the ball just disappears. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I, I was I was like five feet from the pin. Like I watched oh, it go away. Oh, you watched it. Yeah, it was wicked. Wow. And what? Like I always wondered how the golf balls actually work, but they're actually special golf balls that you just basically like you keep them in the sun or you keep them in light, and then they have like a little spot on the golf ball that if you knock two balls together on those exact spots, they light up. And then if you oh. keep hitting them, like if you bounce it on the ground, it'll change colors, so you can make it whatever color you want. They're very cool. Yeah, that yeah. sounds really cool. I was wondering yeah. how the balls kind of worked. Like, did the balls still fly okay? They flow. They, they, yeah, you don't hit them as far. I, I did bomb a couple drives. I was shocked how far they went. But, uh, like, I was hitting. So we'd be, like, 150 out. And that's normally a pitching wedge for me. And I was hitting, like, 7-iron, 8-iron. Okay. So it's, like, three clubs difference. Oh, All wow. I was thinking about, I went to the driving range the other day, and – any ball I hit would not be going where it's supposed to go. In the pitch blackness, I would just be worried about killing someone from yeah, a but distance. Here's the thing: when you if you hit it, if you don't hit it right down the fairway, or you go left or you go right, you see it most of the way, yeah, right? We didn't lose a single like, ball. You no, know, it's not. It's, it's not. And then you get around to the ball, and as long as it's not completely buried in the rough or like under a, a tree or something, you can see it from far away. So. Yeah, you hardly. You're ever underestimating yeah. my inability to aim a golf ball. The only, yeah. We lost. We lost <laughs> one ball, and it's because it was lit. And the minute, uh, I think it was Mandy's, he made contact with it. It turned it off oh, for some it reason. Turned it off. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, you can't have the you can't have the dot facing the club face. That's oh, but it was like it, it was just so neat. Like it was just like it, it, it was just so neat to see all these like balls flying all over the course. Like I don't know, it was it was a very unique experience. It was a well put on event. It's funny, like cause we tee off at like eight thirty, and it was it's nine holes, so you're done at like eleven thirty. You're eating at midnight. Like it was weird, kind of how the time shifted. That's cool though. Yeah, it, it is cool. I was exhausted, but that that's because uh, I was uh, in another tourney earlier in the day. Hashtag avoid the grind, and uh, <laughs> it was it was it was a long day. But man, uh, I, I I can't wait to play in my next school golf tournament. Did they I have like any type of too, yeah. DJ? Because the one that I was at, they had like a DJ right in the middle of the nine holes. Because like in every nine holes, you can have kind of a middle spot. Yeah. And it was totally lit up. Like it looked like a big DJ booth at like a real rave. And he was playing the music so loud. You could basically hear it all around the golf course. They had a, they had like, they, I would, they didn't have a DJ, but they had this like centralized, like tent area that was super lit up blasting tunes. It, it gave everyone a beer when you drove by uh, and it had a putting contest associated with it. Uh, but yeah, no, no. Yeah. Like, like similar thing. Cool. Maybe maybe we'll do a real life team in one of these bad boys, and we'll all. Go. All I know is yeah. that your in, all I know is that your Insta post look cool. So yeah, I'm oh, very yeah. curious what was going on there. I I, I got some more photos too, but uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll talk to Steve if they if if they need help next year, we can help promote that and uh, get some if they need, if they need more teams. I don't know if they do or not. Um, like I would love if you could play eighteen holes. Now that like you'd be going to like two a.m. though, right? I know, I know, but that's also kind of fun if you if. If you come prepared, like don't play a golf tournament before, like rest and then like maybe have your first beer just before you tee off. Was it much yeah. slower than like playing a normal nine? It was, it's, scrambles always is always slower. So, um, mm. well, the other thing also is like, are they off the green? I can't like, you're always kind of guessing. That's yeah. why it should be mandatory that you wear like stuff that glows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like things on your person so that you can tell if somebody's on the green or not. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Uh, before we keep moving along, you uh, gave some love earlier to DoorDash, uh, Jay, and, uh, and I'll uh, give you the promo code, Real Life DD. I had some people asking about it over the weekend. Uh, promo code Real Life DD. It gets new customers 25% off and no delivery fee on their first order. And uh, I want to transition quickly into this. We have a couple new reviews of our podcast up right now. Um, we missed one at the end of August. It came from CC Fro. Uh, well worth two hour per week listen, rambling all over the place of various topics, which always holds my interest. Bagged milk randomly laughing throughout every episode always makes me LOL as well. Chalmers is the best. Keep it up, guys, and always back into your parking stall, especially in a truck. I think we actually oh, read that one on I, one of your vacations. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. Well, then my bad. Uh, Hashtag avoid the grind. We, yep. we should read that one. We should read that one every week. You know what I mean? Back oh. in the parking stall. That's the only way to do it, boys. That's a Did you? Shot at me. We got one from uh, <laughs> Richard sixteen on September third, so I don't think you would have read this one while I was on vacation. Dick sixteen. Nation tourney was a blast. Had an awesome time. Love the pod. I get a little kid excited when it comes out every week, or I get little kid excited every when it comes out every week. But I'm gonna be honest, boys. I fast forward straight through the Big Brother and rap album talks. I try, but it's a hard <laughs> pass from this guy on these topics. <laughs> Giving well, four point six nine rating. Hashtag shout out Brown Bear. Well, 
Oh, well, brown oh brown shout bear. out Brown Bear for sure. I know, yeah, definitely hey, shout out Brown Bear. Dicky 16, you don't have to worry about Big Brother talk right now because I am not interested. No, this we season do not blows, need man. to talk yeah. about this season. It has been, I love what's happening in the show because it's like, a, you yep. know, it's really good for a movement and, it's, yep. and, and, I, and, I, and I support that side of it. But because they've been so powerful and because the movement has stuck together, there's nothing to talk about. There's no interesting things that happen. I they, literally only watch it for the competitions. They well, executed now, that, their plan yeah. perfectly. Now it's where perfectly. it's actually going to get interesting. Yeah, because now they have to blow yeah. it up and go at each other. So hopefully now it becomes entertaining. But yeah, it's been... It's been a yeah. grind. Like, I find myself just, like, zoning off into... Like, if I open TikTok during Big Brother, I'll miss the entire episode. It's that boring. Our next Tyler, review. I your TikTok today, by the way. Buddy. I know. I saw. I saw. We need to get our TikTok relationship back to where it was like a few months ago. I agree. I agree. That was a good anyway, relationship. Go uh, we have another review from the United States of America. Do you like how oh. I said that? Um, yeah. Yes. You, you seem pretty excited with yourself after you said that. I know. For, it's from Rhode Island. Uh, being an Oilers fan in Rhode Island is tough, but you all are the reason I keep hanging on. McDavid, Nuge, Dreisaitl, whoever the players are may come and go, but listening to your show is the highlight of my week. I just wish you were on more often. Five days a week, just for our boy in Rhode Island. Uh, shout out Providence. Oh, man, I respect another fan in Rhode Island. Um, yeah. They also I, left yeah, that's that. that's tough sledding down there. They also left that exact same review for Oilers Nation Radio, so they're a fan of all the podcasts. <laughs> oh, also a big copy and paster. Yeah, double dipping. Yeah. I like that. Respect work. Yeah. Smarter, okay. not harder. So who's the thing? Who got the cut and who got the paste? That's what I want to know. Let us yep. know. Yeah. Yep. That would be great. Hey, here's about about the more podcasting. My question really is, is when are we going to do this in person for the first time? Oh, when very am I soon. get to see your beautiful faces and sit across the table from you and drink a drink and hang out for an hour. Well, we're all vaccinated, so that's great. So when the yep. new office studio is ready, which will be you know, in the next week or so, and we move into the new office, we can start uh, recording and doing shows again as a team. But is the podcast studio going to be set up? I think so. Like there's... Cool. Like there's um, Big Mike uh, sent me a couple of things to do uh, that they need so they can get things on their end, but they think they can have it done in time. I love it. Well, enter the Bart Scott meme here. Can't wait. Can't <laughs> I can't wait. Fucking either. wait, boys. Um, this hits different when you're in the room, you know. It's it, Dude, it, it's yeah. gonna be. It's gonna it's be gonna way more entertaining. Different. Like it's, the stuff that we do, you know, like just even after HGA and just the pause. Like that shit and, and us talking over each other, man, it's going to be so much different. Like it's going to be you so not much remember how this I'm... podcast worked when we were in person? <laughs> we, Wanye yeah, and we Bag were, Milk okay. would be having side conversations into their mics. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, yes. Yes. Here's my rebuttal to that. <laughs> we were, we were so green back then that we didn't really understand. Now we've learned how to do this and we've learned how to like have, um, you know, uh, what is the goddamn word I'm talking of? Um, segments chemistry chemistry we've learned how to have chemistry we have not learned how to do segments (laughs) no we haven't learned how to do segments our segments are brutal although i do have an awkward scenario uh uh, part for the awkward scenarios of my life segment well then i would love to hear that later on um but like we've learned how to do this kind of better and and keep kind of a structure of just when we talk when we don't 
we still screwed up. But when we are sitting across from a table, I can guarantee you it will the flow will be so much better. The topics will be better. And you'll be able to like get your point in when you know you want. And I just can't wait. I'm looking the video to will it. be better. That's true. The video will be better. The video and will the be audio better will content. be so much better. Yeah, the audio will be better, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but we'll have that new studio going soon, Jay. I don't know. Do we have to like get new gear for there or anything? Uh, only thing I think we're going to get is I think, I think it's important now that we have a camera that can rove around, um, as you might know very well, your M check. So we might get a new, a different camera, I guess, like a fixed camera for that room. Okay. The fact that we're asking these questions right now makes me think we're, we're at quickest a month away from this. (laughs) (laughs) Buying a camera. I could buy buy and have a camera tomorrow. We're going to be, we'll be doing it soon. Days. We're going to be doing it soon. Uh, does it have walls in there yet? Or, uh... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good God. Uh, shit. I'm going to text Big Mike right way. now and make sure I get the list so it gets tackled. <clears throat> that is Are we getting way. a new roadcaster? Are we going with something fancier? Oh, you want that fucking tricaster, don't you? you? Want a, do you want no, I, I think we might need the roadca- another roadcaster regardless. Um, but. Jeez. I mean, I like pitching things to Wanya. Vacation says, all the time, 12 roadcasters. What kind of life of luxury no, but do I you think, live? I think that I think your M Chuck's talking because doesn't the roadcaster only have like four outports? And you need, and if we're all on it, we need like five. We have a guest, we need six. I have a splitter. I have a splitter, so I, I can make that work pretty easily. I was also thinking of an upgraded one. I pitched this to Wanya just because Chalmers, you know it. I pitched things to Wanya because he always says yes to everything. I said yeah. we need a fancier roadcaster so that we can have the one that at Tyler's that like that's our in our to go bag. That's our road roadcaster. Exactly. Because yeah. I always thought about how uh Gregor has like his show in a in a briefcase. We need to have our show in a briefcase. A nicer briefcase. Oh, absolutely. And his, yeah. 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 And one that this has one... like LED lights and it glows when it opens. <laughs> the roadcaster glows when you turn it on. Anyways, I'm glad we're working this out on the podcast right now. I just I got a good text. Like... I got to segue this. I just got word finally that uh, there were some issues with the space in Kingsway Frugal Noodle that the landlord needed to fix. And I just got a text saying that all the work is now done. So oh. there will be a Kingsway or a noodle opening noodle soon, Kingsway people at Kingsway Mall. Oodle Noodle, bring in the love and the deliciousness to you here soon. Prepare your belly, business tower at Nate. Oh, hey Jay, yeah. I, come come to Oodle, come see us. Load up on Oodle Noodle and take a nice nap in stats class, like I yeah, used to. Yeah, you don't need Hashtag stats class. Avoid I the grind. You. Yeah, you'll get an JR. eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper that you can just put your stuff on anyway. It's fine. <laughs> I'm seeing memes about an app. What, yep. uh, what, what's going on with an Oodle Noodle app? What does an Oodle Noodle app provide me that I can't get on OodleNoodle.com or just going to skip the dishes and ordering myself some well, Oodle Noodle? I'll, 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 I'll walk through the value proposition of the Oodle Noodle app. We're still, there's still a couple tweaks to it, um, but this is where it's, where it's going to come to. It's going to act as a few things. It's, it's going to be our loyalty program. So instead of doing anything analog with paper, um, you come in with your app, scan, you get points, you redeem those points with for free Oodle Noodle. Um, I like also, the way you when you describe that analog, uh, yeah. Also, when you download the <laughs> app, you get enough points for a free box. So that's a big win. Um, get that one in, you people. 
You also have the ability then to order all your takeout, pickup, or if you just want to like avoid the line, all your orders through the app. And the other thing that that does is you deal directly through the store. So it actually really supports their franchisees if you can order directly through them a little bit better than if you uh, do deal, uh, if you get your takeout orders through like other apps, like delivery all makes sense. You use DoorDash, it gets you there. But for to, for pickup orders, you know, use the Oodle Noodle app and our franchisees will love you for it. Um, and also it gives us a way to connect with our customers. So, you know, if, 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 uh, if, if, if someone like, say we do a contest and we want to award a prize. Well, if you're an app user, we can just load your phone up with the points for your prize, as opposed to have to mail something. It's just really efficient for us to connect with our customers. And then we also want to make sure that they feel like they're getting value for having the app. Because one thing we know is that phone real estate is is almost more premium than housing prices in Vancouver. Mm, wow, so that's true. we understand that. So we're competing for that space because not, not everyone wants a thousand apps. So we want to make sure there's value there. So there'll be some other things, some other contesting, some giveaways we can do uh, through the app for all of our app downloaders, subscribers, whatever we want to call them, our beautiful customers. So stay tuned. It's It's out right now but we're not putting a big push on it just because there's just a couple little back-end glitches that we're just fixing but it still works fine everything's good but for all the things that we want to do we want it to be ready when we start kind of actively promoting it but thank you for asking chalmers now download the app please just to wrap that up available on iphone and android get it through the app store or google play or just head to oodlenoodle.app oodlenoodle.app you You know what's fun the thing i like about the app too is like it it kind of is just another one of those checkpoints for your business like you know, you know, you're going to another level when now you have an app and then there'll be another one. Right. So I, I like the, I like the fact they'll probably have some like promos on there too, that special, special apps because you want to make people come to the app instead of going using, using skip the dishes. You're driving home. I've done this myself. I've been driving home and thought, you know what? I just want that thing sitting in my house when I get there, when I could have as easily just driven by the store and picked it up, but I always just don't want to wait and I might not want to make that phone call. And so, but that's like okay. That. But like, if you're, if you're, at, you know, at lunch, if, if you're working, you don't have much time for lunch, you can order through the app beforehand and you can just go and grab it and go. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. with the app, yeah. we're really just selling a bunch of free time. We're saving you time with the app. Okay. You like time? We'll give you time. I, w- I love saving time. I also I love wasn't convenience. On, I wasn't we- home on Friday and my kids wanted Udon noodles with like, normally what we would just order Udon noodles for my wife. You know, she's not like me. I just tend to just or open the Oodle Noodle uh, on Skip the Dishes and order it for the boys. Um, but she wanted to be adventurous and make her own. And guess how they turned out? Give them out a 10. Out of 10, Chalmers. What do you give them? <laughs> well, I didn't have any, but she said they were, um, <laughs> in her words, a disaster. Uh, wow. So <laughs> she should have just downloaded the Oodle Noodle app and went and picked them up because. Or got them delivered on DoorDash. That evening. Or got them on DoorDash. Oh, yeah, exactly. I keep saying the other one. Oh, man. Ah, what an The power of editing will take care of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just, just like do one clean just... door dash. Door dash. Tyler will just put it over okay, the top. Re- That's how it works. Record this. Door dash. And then just play that every time. Like when we used to say, say Wanye's government, and then we just have the, the recording over it. I just bleep oh. them out. All right. Uh, let's keep cruising along here. You guys want to get into this hockey documentary? We haven't really talked about it yet. 
That was oh. our homework from two weeks ago. I'm I ready. know. Shame I'm on prepared. all of us. Full disclosure, I just watched it yesterday morning. Well, better well, late than never. Listen, Here we are. I was I was all I was not on on Thursday, and obviously Monday was a holiday. But I could have sworn. Did we not talk about it a little bit on Thursday? You laid out the entire plot, but we didn't get into it. <laughs> okay, so for those of you that just watched it, and I will sit back on this one. But let me, like, I'll jump in with my little, with, with a little thing. But what, what, what was your takeaways from the whole thing, you guys? My, can, my, my can you set the question... table for us, though, Chalmers? I like when you set the table. Like, just if you haven't heard what we're talking about, it's untold stories nope. on Netflix about the like crime and punishment. Is that what it's crime and punishment? Or crime and it's penalties. Crime and punishment. Crime and penalties. It's, a crime and penalties. Crime it's by it's by it's another one of the untold. But I guess if I was going to set it up, what I would say is that a 17-year-old boy became the president of hockey operations yeah. for a pro hockey team called the Danbury Trashers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This team was purchased for him to run by his father, who owned a huge um, waste management company in. Danbury, Connecticut. His father also had maybe some questionable ties to maybe some people that might or might not have been in organized <laughs> crime. And so this boy kind of grew up in a different, a different sort of lifestyle. At a young age, he was supposed to, uh, you know, his dad wanted him to play football. If you see some of the videos, uh, old AJ Galante here, not the fleetest of foot, not the best athlete you've ever seen, but he grew a liking to two sports, wrestling and hockey. And he was actually a hockey player, played pretty well. The wrestling part of it that's funny is he loved wrestling so much that at the time, Rocky Maivia, Triple H, China, and a couple other people showed up to his birthday party because his father, alleged mobster, uh, brought them over. But his real passion <laughs> was hockey. So when he became the president of this team, he decided to employ the two things he knew the most, and that was hockey with wrestling. There was the Danbury Thrashers were born. Yes. So yes. <laughs> the table has been set. The table, the, has, been the table set. has been set. The thing that was I found interesting is uh, spoiler alerts if you haven't watched this yet, because it's awesome. Uh, just fast forward for a little bit. But first of all, his dad buying him a team and him finding out basically because it was in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> Before he found out that he was like his like, teacher telling him that he's the president of the hockey team because he read it in the paper. Yeah, it's just it starts off hilarious. And his approach of mixing wrestling with hockey is very like slap shoddy in a way. Oh, yeah. Well, he got the brothers like he had the two brothers that always are arguing with each other over the RC cars. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You have the fucking equipment manager who is just oh. a straight psychopath, allegedly, in my straight opinion. psychopath. Oh, my God. <laughs> making, making opposing teams' goaltending paths go missing yeah. about an hour before the yeah. game somehow. Giving them six like paper-thin towels for a team of 20-some guys. Yeah. No heat in the dressing room. No heat. <laughs> like- <laughs> the gamesmanship through the roof. Uh, he was playing chessers while the rest of them were playing checkers. But like, so that's just kind of how it started is that's the team. And like his first signing, his captain, a Gretzky. He's like, our first player needs to be yep. a Gretzky. Yep. So signs Brent Gretzky to be the captain of the team. And another guy he found that was on the front page of a newspaper in handcuffs. They're like, we got a guy for it. And he's like, all right. <laughs> that's my guy. Yeah. Ogie, they got their Ogie Oglethorpe who's got him out of jail. Uh, yep. What was it? Something Wingfield. 
he Brad was just a, just a fucking unit. Holy cow. Um, yeah. The my biggest thing and takeaway, like, is like, how come we never heard about this while it was happening? That is yeah, the fucking wasn't cool. that like that ago. was the strangest thing in sports. And it was getting a lot of coverage, and I never heard about it. No, me neither. And the thing that was crazy about it is it was getting all this coverage during the lockout of like, what was it, 2004, 2005, something like that. Yes. And like, we were gagging for hockey content. Yeah. And that was, we, I didn't, I was with you, Jay. I didn't hear anything about it until recently. Like, they signed an active NHLer to come play with a bag of money. Like, this is KHL level <laughs> team management. Like, the under like, the table payments these guys got yeah. so they could assemble because they're in the league for two years and their record was insane. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. How good their record was to be an expansion team to go and do whatever the hell they did to circumnavigate the system and to to, to put on the entertaining product that they did for two years. It was like, like, I, that was my I knew they weren't going to get into it too much. Sorry, Chalmers. But like when they were like, I wish I would have known with like, okay, your yearly salary is 20K or something like that, just mm-hmm. as an example. But then here's what the bag of money underneath the table was. That's what I wish I would have known. Cause it was yeah. like, they'd win a game and then all of a sudden it's the multi-thousand dollar dinners after that. And they're hitting up the clubs. It was just, it was insane. It was intense. My yeah. takeaway from the whole thing was that, you know, right when you first see AJ Galante on camera and you see the pictures of him, you know, Eminem haircut with a couple earrings in and you just <laughs> right off the bat, you get this feeling about, a, about somebody. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to fucking hate this guy by the end of it. I just know it. I can just sense it. I just, I can see it. I can tell that this kid's probably going to be some entitled little prick who got a team and just like was a jerk off the whole time. And number one, he did a really good job. Yes. <laughs> like a really fucking That's good job. That's the shocking thing. Yeah. <laughs> and number two is he, him just being himself. I really liked him. He came up as a guy that I wanted to root for. Like he, not only did he do a good job, but he was good at like, he wasn't this boisterous, like piece of crap. I don't know. At least in the documentary, he wasn't. And just the way he explained his position back then, he was never like, he never, and he could have, cause his father was obviously who his father was. But he never became what he could have, and that was acting like the equipment manager. The equipment manager sitting there with a big cigar in a ma- mahogany <laughs> office and yeah. talking about, oh, yeah, we had, we had a couple guys to take care of that, right? Like, A.J. Galante had every right being the father of that guy, of uh, being the son of that, of, of that guy to kind of act like that. And he didn't. He just acted like a normal no. kid who's like, look, like, man, that's just how life was. Like, these guys showed up at my birthday party. That's just how it was. I didn't know any different, right? Yeah. And he, that, that's... He understood entertainment. Like, he yeah. he created an entertaining product for the people of Danbury. Uh, and, like, to the point where the commissioner, like, in the first few months wanted him banned, to the point at the end, he's, like, actually praising him, being like, I can't believe what he's what he's built, what he's done. And it's what's interesting is like he's not a one trick pony. He's now doing it in boxing. Yeah. Right. So when you see the commissioner for the first time, don't you you when you when a guy gets his chance for his five minutes of fame, right? You can always see whether or not they really turn it on or whether or not they're just themselves. And equipment manager and commissioner, to me, both felt like they turned it up really high for oh, this yeah. interview, right? Commissioner was trying and to so, act like real tough and like, oh, yeah, I'll like, show you. You, yeah, you try to pull that, yeah. I will show you how we do it. Like, uh, So what? that to me gives me the sense that he was the type of guy that 
He wanted to, as a commissioner, keep order, but the lifestyle of what those people were doing was kind of like, you know, a little bit, um, he, he wanted it. You know what I mean? It was a little alluring to him and he wanted it. And that, and that's, and, and to me, I'm thinking, well, why did he become okay with it all of a sudden? Well, number Saving one, he league. was doing great. It was doing great for his league. Mm-hmm. And number two, he wanted to be, he, he's like, you know what? Instead of going against these guys, kind of like what they're doing over there. And you know what? You want to kinda be cool. Kind of makes me feel powerful. Yeah, feel powerful being around these guys. Nobody says no to these guys. You know, maybe I, maybe I want a little bit of that. You know what I want? That's what, what? No, no, go ahead. Finish your statement and then I'll, I'll say No, that I was want. it. That was it. I you know, know what, what you I want? want? You know what we need? We need our section 102. We really do. That yeah. is like if we need a section 102. Absolutely. In Rogers' place. <laughs> I can't believe this. That guy with that long, like, air trumpet that he would blast over the glass on the team. Like, the, the, it, Remchuk, the, 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 the town subscribed to the brand of the Trashers and they would just harass and be so loud over the opposing team's bench. But like, cause they were so into the show they played, they, they were a character in the show and that is what AJ Galante created. He created yeah. a theater of hockey. Well, the environment much- he created was exactly like if you went to a wrestling event, it was just, there were signs, there was people dressed up, faces painted, you name it. And it was just, everybody was so into it and it was pretty fun to watch. Like he had a vision and he executed Oh, so how much did how much did you not want to be the guy on the Kalamazoo team who is coming back to face Brad Wingfield oh, after geez. his horrendous injury that the guy broke caused his leg? in a cheap yeah. shit slew foot play? Hey, fuck that guy, man. He probably I'm surprised he didn't. Oh. And then they the had the banners up in the arena saying "I'm back" with the creepy eyes or whatever. I was just <laughs> yeah. like, oh my god, man. If I was that guy, I would have been staying home. So yeah. I, I haven't watched the documentary, but I've listened to interviews now. Galante talked with Frank on the DFO rundown, and then Mike Rupp chatted with Gregor on the DFO rundown, and Rupp played for them. Yeah. I don't know if they covered this in the doc, but he said one of his moments that he still remembers is uh, there was a moment in a game where a player on Danbury had knocked out a player on the other team. It was in a fight or something, and the guy's on the ice out cold, and the fans in Danbury threw a body bag over the glass. Yeah, they would have <laughs> body bags. The fans would bring body bags to the game. So if a guy got knocked out, they would that that's what they would do. They talked about that in the doc. My favorite thing that's with Mike fucked. Rupp was just like how obviously it's all these years later and he's doing this documentary and people he's just like, people still ask me about the Dansbury trashers. And he's like, I want a Stanley Cup just down the road, man. You know, like, but this yeah. is what we're talking about. I just thought that was hilarious. He joked so what, about that with Gregor too. I, w- I want to what? know what he got paid for him to do it. Yeah. Oh, so like a bag of cash. So what does that cash. mean? 100K cash. Yeah. 13, fuck. 16 games. Um, so Rupp talked about that a little bit in the sense that like his agent, because like he was a professional hockey player at the time, right? Um, like he, that was what he was trying to do, make a living. And his agent would be like, Man, you you have these checks coming in from like random businesses in Connecticut. Like it, everything, yeah. Rupp was like, I'd open the mail and it'd be like, oh, like so-and-so waste removal paid me, not the Danbury Trashers, like some other, th- and then like the next week, it would be like a different business. And Mike was like, I remember calling my agent and like whatever, my accountant being like, 
am I going to get in trouble for this? Like, is <laughs> we need to like watch ourselves here. Uh, another, um, another interesting thing from the documentary at and afterwards was when I was watching it, I got to about the three quarter mark and I was like, and I watched it early. And um, so it hadn't like really blown up on social media all that much yet. But uh, I went online to try to find where I could purchase a Danbury Thrasher jersey because they're cool jerseys. You knew this thing was going to blow up and like, it'd be cool to have one. And there was not a single, I put it on our group that there is not a single website or like place where you could buy a Danbury Thrasher jersey. And I'm like, whoever has the rights to this needs to start making them now. These are going to sell out and people want them to the point where did you guys see the Instagram uh, photo the day that Drake put out his album that he's, that he's, he's outside with a Danbury Thrasher jersey on. I did. I he saw called, that. He called. He he messaged AJ Galante on Instagram, and they started talking or whatever, like on social media. And Drake was like, "I have an album coming out," and AJ Galante is like, "Yeah, I know that." And he's like, "I want a Danbury Thrasher jersey. I want to wear it the day and put out a bunch of stuff." And he's like, "Can you get me one?" And AJ Galante is like, "Yeah, absolutely." Well, even he couldn't. Like, he didn't know where to get one. So that that jersey that you see in the picture of Drake is a jersey that was the last one that AJ Galante had that was framed in his basement. It was the only he took it out of the frame, he put it in a box and he shipped it to Drake's people. He had like like he had a guy that drove to Buffalo. Drake had a guy that drove to Buffalo. They did like the exchange and then he went back to Toronto, gave it to Drake and like the next morning Drake's wearing this jersey. That's wild. Like that these jerseys just don't exist and I was just I'm like Honestly, how did you not think to have a bunch of these jerseys ready for purchase yeah. the minute this documentary was done? Because anybody who had seen the documentary or the minute Netflix was about to put it out had to have known this thing was going to catch fire. And yeah. what we know from documentaries and stuff like Tiger King had a long run, but these things last in the media for like, what, a week? Like, exactly, there's not a lot yeah. of people, you know, it's the hottest thing in the world for like a week. And, and this I'll is tell why, you one thing, you can Netflix... find a lot. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I can find uh, you can find a lot of Danbury trashers on licensed memorabilia on Etsy right now. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. Like AJ's <laughs> launching jerseys, but this is where like if you're Netflix, they've got to get in the e-commerce game because yeah. they Absolutely. are Man. they are tastemakers, yes. right? So like when you Tiger came, came out, right they should have had they should have had a clothing line knowing that was going to catch fire. Same with like even like like Malice in the Palace or or. Um, or crime and crime and penalties like Danbury trash or stuff like they, 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 yeah, that's, but that's a miss on them. But AJ also should have known cause he owns the rights to all that stuff. He owns the IP, but yeah. he's launching. I saw him do a launch. He posted a video yesterday just saying, guys, jerseys are dropping soon. Don't you worry, blah, blah, blah. Stay away from the counterfeits. How long until we get some minor league team somewhere in North America that pays him gobs of money to rebrand their team as the Trashers. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Why, not? Yeah, why not? But they I have to promise to only have a goon squad out there too because it's got to be the spirit of the Trashers. Yes. That feels you know, like this could almost spin into like a TV show. Like make it like man, not quite a sitcom, had, but like... If that whole season had been a TV show, it would have been the greatest TV ever because... Oh, man, I wish I wish I knew. Like, I would have watched every fucking game. Me too. Me too. I remember being... I watched so much AHL during that first lockout that I would have watched that for sure. 
I just if I, I can't if I knew there was I just about it. pure mayhem going on on a nightly basis, oh. and they also happen to be really good as well. Yeah, oh, that's I what just... was interesting about them. It was like they were a goon squad, but they were also winning a ton of games. Rupp talked about that, and he was like, you know, the, he was like, it was a goon squad. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but he's like, it was a goon squad, but we had like some good veteran leaders in the room, and he was like, there'd be times we'd get into the third period, or we'd be in the room before the third, and we'd be like, all right, guys, cut the shit. We just need to go fucking win. And he was like, it was amazing because they would actually, like you said, they would go win. And he was like, the switch would be flipped. And like everyone kind <laughs> of respected each other almost in the room is the way Rupp made it sound. We're like, all right, when the goal scorers and the veteran leaders were like, smarten up, let's go win. Everyone would be like, yeah, let's go win. Well, if, if you look at the point totals for the brothers, they were unbelievable. But second to that, the guy with one eye, um, AJ Galante <laughs> said that the guy with one been, eye. The guy with one eye, he had a, yeah, 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 he yeah. said that, the, that, <laughs> that that guy was one of the best athletes he had ever seen play hockey, and that no doubt if he would have been able to play in the NHL, that he would have been, a, like, a, that he, he was just a sniper. Like, he would have been a star in the NHL, right? So, like, they had talent. Yes. That's the thing. Like, anyway. <laughs> it's just funny how they built their team, but, like, they obviously did a really good job. It's and just also, it's the they also paid excessively story. under the table, so they're able to over-engineer their talent. Yeah, well, that's yeah. just it. When they're out at a <laughs> they're out at a bar after the game, and they're just getting handed envelopes of money, yeah. just to like have a good time with and shit. I mean, that's got to be that's got to be a real that would have been just a year, eh? Like just, what a scene! A hell, a year of hockey. Yeah, you would have felt oh, yeah. like a king. You're paid like a king, treated like a king. Oh, wow. Well, there's um. There's another thing. So Danbury, Connecticut, has been in the news a couple of times in the past couple of years. And the last time they were, I don't know if any of you guys saw this, if you guys are John Oliver fans, but John, they, John Oliver used to oh, make the fun water of Danbury. Plant. Yeah, as being the most boring place on earth. Like, basically, <laughs> if you ever want to, if you ever want to, okay, Uremchuk's back. Uremchuk, do you know when Danbury was in the news because of John Oliver, how he used to stay on their show? Anytime he would say something was boring, he would basically say it was the Danbury of that or like that. Dan I don't remember that at them. all. No. So they came as a rebuttal to him. They said that they were going to name their water treatment plant after him, their sewage plant, because like John Oliver, it's full of crap. And so he was like, absolutely. It would be the fucking best thing and most interesting thing you guys have ever done. And I will <laughs> give you guys a 50, I will give a local charity $55,000 uh, donation if you do it. And they were like, no. And he's like, Fuck you, Danbury. You can't just do this and not have it happen. So he went there to lobby them and like brought a check for $55,000. And finally, when it was all said and done, they named it the John, the, the John Oliver Memorial Sewage Plant in Danbury, Connecticut. Jesus. I just think that like Memorial? Memorial, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. I That's why it was, it was awesome because it's the memorial one. So I just love when he does those like three, four week long things where he has like, okay, I got a rebuttal from these people. And yeah, then they didn't even want to do it. It was like the most press the city's had probably since the trashers or trashers. I mean, but man, I watch yeah. John Oliver every week, but I did not connect those. Good for you, Chalmers. Yeah. Yeah. Danbury. There you have it. As your takes a big sip. Yeah, big water guy. Um, if if uh, AJ Galante and the folks with the, the Trashers, if they want to launch clothing and they want it done well, maybe they should partner up with our friends at Twig and Berries because mm-hmm. they make nothing but excellent quality 
clothing. Check them out right now. Twiggyberries.ca. Free shipping on orders over $75 in Canada. Or you can save 15% off your order with the promo code NATION15. If you want to go check out some of the gear in person, they do have a store. It's in St. Albert right by the casino. So there you go. Easy. That's the can, only I way I can... It. I can already I, see it, Tyler. The Danbury Trashers line from Twig and Berries that mm-hmm. covers that dump truck of yours, you know? <laughs> it all fits. Synergy. Uh, one of the things that I feel like has become more apparent during the pandemic has been things you'll read and you'll be like, all right, like that should be a, a headline from the onion or like a click hole thing, you know, where it's like so ridiculous that you're like, there's no way it's real, but that shit's been popping up a lot. I want to read you guys a tweet from Nicki Minaj, her legit verified account. That sounds like it should be one of those made up quotes from Clickhole. She says, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. Vaccines will end your relationship, according to Nicki Minaj. I just read it's going viral right now, obviously. And I saw it pop up on my tweet deck while we were going. And I just can't stop thinking about what a tweet that is. Wow. Yep. That's Twitter for you, Bal. That's Twitter for you. Um, Did everyone enjoy NFL being back this weekend? Apart from losing my bet yesterday to Jay, yes. You guys had a bet? Well, no, but I bet against I bet uh, against oh, the no, Browns. Oh yeah, the Browns yeah. should have won that outright. Fuck me, I was rattled, but I was pissed too. Yeah. Well, thankfully, I bet them. Uh, I just bet, you know, on the game on the winner rather than the spread. So I did okay. I think I nailed. I nailed my prop and I nailed my bet. I believe you did. Jay I got went my prop. two for two. I went I got my prop two. right. Yeah, I got an anytime Gronk touchdown. I think yeah. so. I hit that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I went and- one for one. I I didn't get the Zeke Elliott getting more than 56 rushing yards. But My I did, God. however, they call the Chargers. Them. I know. It was ridiculous, man. That And they looked good. Like, man, the Cowboys looked good, and they didn't even use him at all. The Cowboys should have won that game with the fucking kicker. But they should have missed them. Yeah. It was an interesting week. You know, like week one's always kind of throwing darts at a dartboard, right? You, you get your fantasy teams. Like, I put a lot of stake in some of my fantasy teams for, uh, like, I thought that Aaron Rodgers would be on this, like, mission to just end people and so i took i took many many packers and i bet a survivor pick on the packers and man have i ever been disappointed by a sporting team and just (laughs) absolutely watch them get their asses kicked it just literally looked like they quit um it was that i mean that was brutal but you know so but the best part of it man because of sports betting and how popular it's becoming and how many different sites are trying to enter this market they're changing things up. Remember, you couldn't build a bet on the same game. You couldn't even sometimes have two bets from the same yeah. game in a parlay. Now, most of these sites have these bet builders. I am loving it, man. I'm you hooked on like them. The, I'm hooked <laughs> on them. Dude, I hit two. Two on two different games. because, And it was a Thursday nighter, and then it was a Sunday nighter. Because when, it's, when there's a ton of games going on, I don't like to really just focus on one, even though it's probably better for me. I like to put together some, like, you know, low, low money, high risk parlays with a lot of teams. See if I can hit one of those. But when it's just one game, I want to pick the winner. I want to pick the over under. And then I can add a couple players to score touchdowns in that game. And usually that will net you somewhere between like a 
plus 450 and like a yeah. plus 700, depending on what the individual odds of each bet are. And dude, like last night, I got the Daryl Henderson to score a touchdown. I got Cooper Cup to score a touchdown over a 46 and the Rams winning. Like that's, that's a lot of fun. And yeah. you never used to be able to bet, like, like build bets like that. So that's one takeaway I've had from week one. I'm having a lot more fun betting on it. Fantasy still sucks. Survivor pool. Fuck you, Green Bay. I did good on. I made some money on fantasy football. I I lost some of my bets because I uh, uh, I bet uh, Cleveland straight up and Green Bay stitched me on my parlay. But also shout out to the New Orleans Saints for picking Florida for their game, oh knowing Aaron Rodgers does not perform well in Florida. <laughs> well played, New Orleans. And there's some there was some there was some like really like Jameis Winston throwing five TDs yeah. with 155 yard throwing. I mean that is just efficiency right there. <laughs> Oh and yeah, was, you know there were some other performances. I really, you know, Jalen Hurts. I took a flyer on him on one of my fantasy teams, and mm-hmm. man, he looks like the real deal yeah. over there in Philly. Like that was yep. cool. Now we have a Oilers Nation uh, fantasy draft and fantasy um, league, and in the quote or in the comment section over the over on Sunday, I threw out a comment to which our boy Electric Jordan didn't quite understand what I was getting at. So I'm going to explain it right here. Now, in order to get Sunday tickets, if you want Sunday tickets, that means you want to watch every single NFL game that is televised at that point. The only place to get Sunday ticket is Dazzin or DAZN or whatever the fuck Shaw. you want to call it. I got it. it through Shaw. It's like $20 a month, super easy to get. You can get it anywhere. But if you're like me and you don't want to watch individual games, you want to see scoring plays and that's it, well, Red Zone used to be connected to Sunday Ticket. The only way you could get Red Zone is if you bought Sunday Ticket. But that is not the case anymore. Red Zone now is its own entity. And I didn't know where you could get it. It is not on my shop provider. I cannot get it on any of the apps on my TV. So what I did was, since I subscribed to TSN through my cable package, I have TSN. I can then go on the TSN app and I can sign in through my cable provider, which is so easy. They connect to each other. It's simply you sign into your cable provider, which is Shaw in my case. You simply punch in a four-digit code. And now I can watch Sunday Ticket. uh, Sorry, not Sunday Ticket. I can watch Red Zone on my TSN app on my iPad, which I can then cast to my TV. And so what I said was, if anybody wants Red Zone, they can, and they have TSN, you can have it for free, right? Yep. So, like, yes, I like to watch Arizona Cardinal games. They are rarely on TV. This weekend, what a hell of a game. I didn't get to watch it. But if I had Sunday ticket, I could have. But I personally choose to watch Red Zone free through the TSN app. So that's what I was trying to say. All right. So Glad not having any context here. in that I'm group chat. There's um, probably a lot of people out there yeah, that probably. love yeah. Red Zone and have not known how to get it. And, like, honestly, I didn't watch Red Zone all last year. I had no idea until, like, week 13 when a friend of mine said, this is how you can get it. I thought I needed Dazin or DAZone, but you don't. And so now my football watching is completely different. I have one TV that's a smart TV that I simply just cast Red Zone to. And then on the other TVs, I can put on whatever game maybe I want to focus on. That's on regular cable. You know what I mean? 
changes my watching, changes our viewing habits, right? Red Zone, if you're a fantasy football player and you just want to know, they do the most amazing job of just covering Mm -hmm. scoring plays, important plays, turnovers, the highlights of the game, but in real time. So that's all I'm trying to tell him, the people. It's almost like watching golf to me, Red Zone. You know what I mean? It's like you're not following a guy all the way through a hole. You're getting to the best parts. That's a great point. Yeah, it's awesome. I have a red zone, man. Did you uh, did you see my Instagram story with my setup this weekend? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's that your TVs. place? Oh, yeah. Oh, Very yeah. Very nicely done. Cool. Yeah, Very nicely good. done. Tyler, Hashtag avoid the grind. Hashtag that's a guy who avoids the grind. That Always room. avoid the grind. Oh, Tyler, I also you afford like all those would... TVs when you don't work very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're stealing them now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also feel like you would enjoy knowing Tyler that I made a bunch of money over these past probably what two weeks betting on the Jays. The Jays, yes, hell yeah, hell they yeah. They outscored sixteen NFL teams yesterday with Unreal. twenty-two runs. They I set an MLB. They set an MLB record for the most runs scored over in four over a four-inning span. You, you know, know what? Like, you I like was, this, Chalmers. I was out for brunch at Muggins yesterday watching the game on the old lounge side, and it was uh, it was fun. We, that was we a were good there start the to the Sunday. We, we, oh, well, you know what? I was there at 10. I was there right before, right before Sunday football kicked off. We had early morning tryouts, and what's better than after an early I, morning tryout than some Muggins breakfast, my man? I just, I just missed you then. I, yeah, the you West, the West End Magnet, Muggins. Yeah, so... Uh, what was I going to say? What were we just talking about? I missed it. Oh, from the Jays. Set up? No, from the oh. Jays. So I was glad that they did that to the Orioles because I watched um, these breakdowns on Twitter of scenarios in sports where this guy breaks it down really well. Um, and he broke down the whole interaction between Orioles manager, whatever his name is, and um, Blue Jays pitcher, Robbie Ray. Is that his name? Robbie oh, Ray? yeah. Fuck. So this guy has like a whiff rate on his slider that's like, uh, you know, 80% or something and a swing rate of like 80% on it. And they just were not swinging at it. And he was like, what the hell is going on? So he kept throwing it, try to test like what the hell was going on. And he started hearing them yell on delay every time a slider was coming. So he was like, what the fuck? So he's like, tells him that he's like, he hears on delay, he steps back and he yells, shut up to the dugout, right? And then the manager and him basically proceed yeah. for the next four pitches to yell at each other, like, shut the fuck up, or they're just giving it to each other. And with there not being very many fans in there, you could hear this interaction. Crystal <laughs> oh, that was clear. Like, yeah, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. I saw the clip yeah. on somebody, one of the sports things tweeted it. It's just hilarious. The absolute best. I love that so shit when good. it comes through. Can you break, is there, is there something I'm missing in that interaction there, Yaramchuk, that I, that I don't know? So, well, basically, yeah, Robbie Ray thought that Baltimore was stealing signs and not stealing yeah. signs in like a legitimate way, clearly, because I mean, Chalmers, you know, baseball, like there's legitimate ways you can steal a sign If a guy's tipping pitches. Yeah, you should be giving your teammates the heads up. Robbie yeah. Ray didn't think that was quite going on. Told the back, up, to back, sh- up. back up, please explain. What I think Robbie Ray was getting at here is that maybe the Baltimore Orioles were using some sort of illegal system a la Houston Astros to figure out when he was throwing his slider. What would be an acceptable way of stealing signs? Like if you're on second or something? Let's say every... I don't get it. Let's, yeah, if you're on second, sure. Let's say a pitcher, every time he's about to throw his slider, you know, you can he see the way he's... Finger. 
yeah, he licks his fingers or he touches his cap and it's just like this weird routine a pitcher's in or he moves his glove a certain way. And it's like, okay, whenever he's doing that, guys, he's throwing a slider. And by the second inning, you catch on and bang. And that's not stealing. And that's not stealing signs in the moment, right? We're talking about like, you guys are all in the dugout and you're saying, look, every time he throws a fastball, he wants his hands dry. So he's wiping his hands. But if he's throwing Uh, his slider, he wants it. So he's licking his fingers. They're stealing signs in the moment. They're seeing the catcher's sign yelling Andre. And that's allowing the batter to know this next pitch coming is the slider. And that's what Robbie Ray thought they were doing. Banging trash cans? Pretty much. Banging, um, banging cans. So, yeah. And, and so he told the dugout to shut up. The O's manager clearly didn't like that, even though he's managing a team that hasn't won 50 games yet this season. Um, the whole thing was just <laughs> funny. Like, I don't even really agree with Robbie Ray's side of it either, because I'm kind of like, you know, if the Orioles were stealing signs, why would they be choosing midway through September when they're 40 <laughs> games back of a playoff spot, having like an all time bad season? Like, why would they be choosing now? to do that Robbie Ray but also from Brandon Hyde's perspective it's like you know if a guy's gonna yell at you yeah he's gonna yell at you and you know maybe you should fucking cool it because your team's in last place by like a mile so I just thought the whole thing was super super weird anyway I love that though that's good sports that's sports baby yeah, yeah. it is it, it adds intrigue so like what of course it, it, it you gotta have some entertainment around sports that draws in fans you gotta you know it it, it is a giant theater AJ Galante knows that best the worst part about sports is when they try and suppress the personalities and that yeah. kind of shit from happening. Cause it's the best. It's like, I get why you don't want it necessarily to bleed out on TV. Cause there are kids watching and blah, blah, blah. But like, it's fun. I loved it. When I saw the clip on Twitter go around, I loved it. It's just a hilarious exchange. Also in the, in the, in the sporting current affairs, it was very cool to see a 19 and an 18 year old female tennis yeah. final oh, at the yeah. u.s open between a, a brit a, a, somebody from great britain and somebody from canada <laughs> that was really yeah. interesting like both winners doesn't matter who won it was gonna it was gonna be like record-setting extraordinary special the night the 18 year old from great britain didn't lose a single set a whole tournament wild yeah that's incredible she slayed some dragons like she uh like unreal. well you know what the canadian actually beat the number two, number three, and number five seed. The That's highest fair. seed that the, the British girl uh, beat was 11. So, Oh, wow. Okay. The, the Canadian girl's resume was a bit better going into it, but, you know, I think she had, uh, yeah, she had, uh, she'd played about an hour's worth of more tennis and then a couple extra sets. I, I think, I think that caught up to her. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I, I did watch the highlights because obviously there was a ton of them. Um, but yeah, you got you feel bad for her, but I'm sure she'll be back. Oh, hundred percent. Imagine it's just a start, though. Really, Canadian tennis yeah. is really fucking taking it, it off right now. It's awesome. It's great right now. And yeah. what's crazy about this? And I was talking about this a little bit last week as well. Obviously, not on this podcast, but um, like Milos Raonic when he kind of came on the scene, and Jeannie Bouchard went on her run. It was like this crazy one-off, right? It was like, oh my God, a Canadian's in like the semifinals of a Grand Slam. It was it was wild. And now you're at the point where you have Felix Auger-Aliassime, Denis Shapovalov on the men's side, Bianca Andreescu and Leila Annie Fernandez on the women's side. All four of them in any given major will have a legitimate shot to go yeah. deep, semifinal yeah. or final. And they're all younger than me. They're like 22, 23 on the older Your end. And then you got the, the you got the teenagers. Yeah. Like it's, it's wild to watch this and it'll be the norm now for like the next decade. 
Like it's Who's every every tennis? Grand Slam, there'll be a Canadian going deep. That's just what's yep. going to happen now. We'll, we'll awesome. get used to it. Who's the Canadian tennis player that maybe spurred this on like 10 years ago or 15 years ago when uh, these kids were doubles, young? Like... Doubles legend Daniel Nestor? No, maybe. <laughs> Most that decorated guy's pretty old. Canadian. I know, he's, but he's won like majors galore on the doubles scene. Not Milos. Milos, I don't know where him and Jeannie Bouchard went. Milos too one dimensional. Well, well no, I I would I would not lump Milos into the same conversation as Jeannie Bouchard. I didn't Milo, say that. I just said yeah, I know. But Chalmers, he, like Jeannie Bouchard, yeah, was like a one hit wonder more or less, and then injuries kind of derailed things. And Milos Raonic was legit for a while. He was a top ten guy for a good stretch. Which is uh, even more disappointing that he isn't shit right now. Because Jeannie, I get it. You're a pretty you're a pretty girl who gets the spotlight. You know, and injuries and maybe tennis is not as lucrative and as rewarding as it used to be. And so, you know, you get yourself an NFL boyfriend and you're living the life now. That's cool. I get that. But Milo, it's like, what happened to him? He got hurt. He can't stay healthy. Oh, is that it? Yeah, he's, he's just been getting hurt. Like, he can't he can't get back on the court. He's 30 years old. Like I said, he had a really good run. That's... I don't know. I think maybe Milos Raonic deserves a little bit of the credit for getting Canada on the map and maybe inspiring some of these younger guys. Yeah, he, he had some he, great he, Davis Cup runs as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, he definitely moved the needle. He definitely moved the needle. One thing just uh, if we're going to move on from tennis, Chalmers, I don't know if you've watched this one yet, but another one of the Untold series, Breaking Point, about Marty Fish and his tennis career with uh, Andy Roddick is absolutely amazing. Oh, I need to see this. Marty Fish? Yeah, Marty Fish. So. Yeah. Uh, they were, it's, it's about the rise of the American tennis player. And that was when Andy Roddick was shooting the moon kind of a little bit. And his best friend was Marty yeah. fish who was kind of in the mix, but not really. Always and then, in the fringe. Yeah. It's just, just watch that one. Chalmers. It's a hell of a story. You know what yeah, he does nowadays? <laughs> you know what he, he won last year. He won the Arnold Palmer celebrity golf tournament. Didn't he? Marty fish. Almost positive. Oh, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just asking you, Marty Fish or Andy Roddick. No, I, I don't know. I'm 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 not sure about that. But this one I'm is just kind of like up. the the rise of these two. They they were best friends since they were kids and moving up, and then Andy Roddick yeah, kind of showed up. Marty Fish wins celebrity golf tournament featuring Canelo Alvarez, Stephen Curry, and others uh, at the American Century Championship, a celebrity golf tournament with a six hundred thousand dollar purse. Marty Fish. Oh, good for you, Marty Fish. Yeah. Multi-talented, so that guy. Nice second so, okay. Why do, hey, set it up. Sell me. Why do I need to watch this? What's so great about the story between them? It's a story of their friendship is interesting and how they never, there was never like a jealous part of it, but just like an honest, healthy competition. Even as Andy Roddick started to pull away in terms of the rankings and the money and the power and all of that. But then all of a sudden there's a very obvious flip in where those two were at in the world of tennis and watching Marty fish go from, I don't know if this is ever going to happen for me to be at the top of the game kind of thing to having it click in his head. This is what I need to do to make it happen. And executing it is a fucking story. Well worth watching. Cool. So does Andy Roddick, does Andy Roddick is, as is he the same type of friend he is when he's on the top as he is when he's not to Marty fish? He says that he's probably a better friend as Marty shot the moon than he was when he was on top of his game. Wow. Oh, good. Oh, I've always good. liked Andy Roddick. Yeah, so did I. I, I yeah, it's good to know he's a good guy. It makes me feel better. Yeah. Well, he had the fire, right? Well, he, there's a, not to give anything away, but he had the fire, right? That Jay always talks about 
And yeah. part yeah. of that made people think he was a big asshole, but he was just so insanely determined yeah. to be the best that that's what he felt like it took to get there. He was the next John McEnroe. Well, there's a lot of John McEnroe in this documentary as well. So if you're a fan <laughs> of screaming Love tennis John players, McEnroe. then yeah. uh, you yeah. get Jimmy all Connors. Fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap this bad boy up here. You guys, you might have Waz or Liam on Thursday. Just, oh, just talk. <laughs> now <laughs> what? Avoiding the grind again, eh? Avoid the grind. It will become apparent on Wednesday that I'm indeed on the grind and not avoiding the grind. But I, I might oh, try to make this week. That, yeah, man. I'm going to get my first ever COVID test tomorrow. All right. Never gotten one before. All right. Um, okay. Okay. You're wait, wait, you ready? Wait, 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 wait. What are we doing here? Are you no, wrapping up episode 313 of the Real Life Podcast? I know what your Remchuk's doing, and I'm going to call you out right now on the podcast. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> no pressure. When do we all get to know what he's doing? I believe in you, your Remchuk. You believe, believe in you. In That's this not the a, answer to my goddamn This is a great question. opportunity. I know you believe in him. When do we... The viewing, I know that I'm going to Wednesday. know right when this is over. Wednesday. Because I'm going to ask you. Well, what, what, there's a couple things. We're oh, waiting to hear about Yaremchuk's next landing, landing spot after he left and announced he's leaving TSN Radio. Yeah, because he also wrapped yep. up his final episode of Oilers Nation Radio he's, on Friday. He's still, well. he's still hanging us in the weeds here. So yeah. there's a lot to unpack here and unfold. This could also be Tyler's name. last episode of the Real Life Podcast, people. You'll have to wait. Stay he's tuned. becoming a travel blogger. Yeah. He's finally done it. He got a job with Lonely Planet. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Twig and Berries, DoorDash, and HGA Group. Of course, our title sponsor and the entire network of podcasts here at the nation is delivered by DoorDash. Ding dong. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Episode 313. Leave we'll reviews. Back. Yes, leave, leave reviews. reviews. Leave reviews. Tyler won't hear them, but leave a review. Yeah. <laughs> Liam will read them. He's the best. We'll be back in a couple of days. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Real Life Podcast. Don't want to miss any of our nonsense? Hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. 
You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.